This call is being recorded. Good morning, good morning, happy Monday. Patricia from Arizona, I'm your crew this morning. Anybody else on the line? I'd like to say good morning. Good morning, Patricia. This is Pretty Patrice. Good morning, Keisha, it's Deborah Evans. Good morning, Sister Deborah Evans. How are you? I'm good, and you? I'm very good. Thank you for asking. Good morning, it's Pretty Patrice. Good morning, everyone. Happy Monday, Pretty Patrice. Happy Monday. Good morning, it's Susie. I have a prayer request. Good morning. Go ahead, Susie. Uh, the twins are being born this morning. I'm asking for prayer for Aria. You said the twins are being born this morning, and then will you give them the name? Go ahead. I'm... And I'm asking for prayer for the mom's name is Aria. Okay. Thank you. Got it. Thanks so much. Thank you. Mm-hmm. 
Good morning, good morning. Happy Monday. That's with from Arizona. I'm your greeter this morning. Anybody else on the line would like to say good morning? Good morning, good morning. Patricia from Arizona. I'm your greeter this morning. Anybody else in line would like to say good morning? Good morning. It's Renee. Good morning. Good morning, Patricia. Thanks for joining us this morning. Good morning, good morning. Happy Monday. It's the people from Arizona. I'm your this morning. Anybody else on the line would like to say good morning? Yes, hi. Good morning. This is Mona. Happy Monday. Good morning. Mona, happy Monday to you, too. Good morning, family. It's Sister Veronica. Happy Monday. Good morning, Sister Veronica. Happy Monday to you, too. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, good morning. Happy Monday. I'm Patricia from Arizona. Do you agree this morning? Is anybody else on the line? I'd like to say good morning. All right, Mr. Family, I'm going to go ahead and get started with the business at hand. 
Good morning, good morning. Happy Monday. It's Patricia from Arizona, and I am your hostess this morning. Before we move on, I just ask everybody to look at their phones to make sure that you're standing neat button is pressed. As we do record the call, we want to preserve the integrity of it. Thanks for joining us here at Declare Victory. We're a prayer call each Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time. We are here to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. Be sure to tune in to join us for the rest of the month of July for a whole bunch of power-packed individuals and uniqueness to messages that their wonderfully gifted declares. You don't want to miss the rest of the messages this month because you definitely will be blessed. There is one announcement today. If you've been blessed by the call and you would like to sell into it, please visit www.declarevictory.org or www.paypal.me backslash victory. We pray many blessings. Our Heavenly Father, we return to you for your giving and trusting in him. There were no prayer requests submitted on the app. However, there was one spoken one. It's by Freddie Patrice. What's prayers to set? The twins will be being delivered this morning. The mother prayer for the mother, her name is Aria. The order of the call today, the declaration will be done by Brother Moses. Praying and leading us in corporate praise will be brought by Pray for Trees. And we'll go on to closing comments, posted by the declarer, Brother Moses. Again, the order of the call today is the declaration will be done by Brother Moses. Praying and leading us in corporate praise will be brought by Pretty Patrice. And then we'll go on to closing comments, hosted by the declarer, Brother Moses. The scripture reading for today is Proverbs 13, 18. Poverty and disgrace come to him who ignore instruction, but whoever he's reproved is honored. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, I'll ask you to look at your phone just to simple check. Make sure the set of mute button is on before Brother Moses come on and give us the word for the day. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a blessed day. Wow. I am completely shocked right now. I, that verse of the day is the verse that i'm teaching this message from that proverbs thirteen eighteen: poverty and disgrace come to him who ignores instruction but whoever heeds reproof is honored this it's an arizona takeover you guys i'm sorry i don't know what it is with this we're all on the same page it's the heat it, it, we're all in the same wavelength out here because of it but i want to thank everybody for calling in i want to thank the team today Patricia. Patrice, thank you guys, and thank you everybody for calling in today. I know definitely now I I know we got a great message coming today. So uh, I just want to I'm going to start us on prayer and get into an intro, but I just want to say this is something that I'm really excited to talk about. I didn't even I actually didn't plan on speaking in for a while or sharing for a while, but I know that there was some scheduling stuff and. I had a message on my heart, and I just told the the leadership and scheduling team that, hey, I'm I I do have a message, and if you if you guys need anybody, let me know. And then it turned out today they needed somebody. So happy Monday! I'm gonna open us up in prayer, and then we'll kind of get into today's message. 
Father, I am just excited, so excited to share this message. I'm so excited to talk about this subject. I'm so excited to share what you've done in my life through this and, and hoping in full knowledge and confidence that it's going to bless somebody else as they're going through this process. I pray that you guard our hearts, our minds, our spirit in reception and what we're speaking and what we're sharing. And I thank you, Lord, for being present on this call today. I thank you that this is dear to your heart. Lord, I thank, I thank you that you confirm. Lord, I praise you for confirmation. And I ask that you confirm this in the hearts of those who need to hear this message today. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, that's so funny. Yeah, it was just kind of, I'll kind of give you a little backstory about this so you can, um, so you can know. And just even, I mean, I know that's, that's funny about the starting verse. And this isn't the first time that's happened. I've experienced that happen a couple of times, like the exact same verse that I, and, and we don't, I don't know if some of you know this, but like the, the greeter and the, the declarer and the prayer, we don't like text each other like beforehand or like, you know, organize things like that. We're, we're slotted onto a roster and we all, we all know each other. And we, some of us have, you know, grown up together. Some of like Moni's my mom. So I grew up with her, you know, we've known each other for a while, but we don't plan things like that. We didn't, I didn't, you know, tell a teacher like, Hey, my, my verse for my message today is from Proverbs thirteen eighteen. This is just, showing you that the Holy Spirit is moving. The Holy Spirit is moving through this process. The Holy Spirit is moving through this community and through this this service. And, and I want to encourage you with that because I'm really, I just, when I was listening to that right now, I was just laughing. Like I just, I couldn't, I couldn't help but laugh. So that, I thought that was really cool. So this, I was, I was in prayer last week and I was just kind of hanging out, just listening to a sermon at home and I felt I felt God just putting on my heart I want you to teach on this subject and I was like okay well you know that's probably gonna have to wait till like November I, I probably won't be giving another declaration till like November and I just felt the Lord telling me no it's not gonna wait that that long there's gonna be some scheduling and, and you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna you know you're gonna jump in and I want you to teach on that. So I just texted Moni and was like, hey, if you have somebody that can't make it within the next couple of days, just let me know. I have a, I have a message ready. And then she texted me back and was like, yeah, hey, can you do Monday? We, you know, we had uh, some scheduling stuff happen and, and, you know, we need you to go Monday if you can, if it's possible. So I, yeah, so I started getting this ready and started praying on this. So I'm really excited because I just saw God opening a doorway to share this message today. So I'm really excited about that. And it's just coming from that place of stillness and waiting and listening and what does God want to talk about? And and it's as simple as that a lot of times. So if you are, you know, we, I was mentioning we, before last time, you know, we, we taught a class on, on teaching and preaching and that was so fundamental to it is just listening to God. It's just as basic as that listening to God, what do you want to talk about? What do you want to say on Monday? What do you want to say next week? So that, Proverbs 13, 18 verse is, is the main verse that, that comes up. Poverty and disgrace come to him who ignore instruction, but whoever heeds reproof is honored. And I have a couple of other verses that are surrounded to that or that are related to that for today's topic. And one of them is really kind of funny. I think it's, I think I have a couple of verses that are my favorite verses and they're actually kind of funny. And they're like Old Testament verses because they're just like super straight to the point. But today we're going to be talking about teachability and a teachable heart and a teachable spirit. 
we're going to talk about barriers to that, and we're going to talk about how detrimental they can be to our ministry and really to God's timing and plans to a lot of things in our life, especially because God is very rhythmic, is very subtle, but God also doesn't force us out of his nature, but sometimes he'll guide us in a strong way, I would say. But we're going to be talking about those, and we're going to be talking about, we're going to close out with with the reason, I should word this better, we're going to talk about how learning is mastery. How to always stay a student is actually the way that you master a particular area. So we're going to open with why do we need to remain teachable? We're going to talk about the pitfalls and some of the things that happen to teachability. And this is what I want to say. When you understand this concept, this is something that I learned a long time ago, and then it was just confirmed through my life. And then, like I said, last week I was praying and just randomly out of nowhere, it just God started putting on my heart, started teaching me it. It was a sermon I was listening to, and, and the, the speaker was talking about it in a little brief portion of his message about it's important to remain teachable, so it's important to remain correctable and all these things like that. And, and God just started opening up so much more to me and with my life and my testimony and history and everything. And so I think that if you're learning about this and if God is bringing you in today and you're calling in today and you're like, okay, being teachable or somewhere in the service today, you're like, this is for me, then I think it's more so a lot of times that God wants you to be sensitive to it for somebody that you're in ministry with, for somebody that you're at work with, for somebody in your family. It's not usually always us. But I want to teach you how to, in point two, and what are the main pitfalls to teachability, I really want to help you with how do you serve along, how do you serve someone who isn't teachable? How do you remain patient? How do you, how do you kind of like have harmony with somebody who is just not teachable, even if they're the melody, even if they're the leader, even if they're like the primary, the, you know, the person of contact or something. So I we're going to go through that, but I want to just intro about leadership and health, you know, kind of just constantly, you need to adapt. And that's one thing I've learned in ministry. It's one thing I learned in life, and this is really going to equip you. And, and I want to just speak to, I want to be able to speak to everybody on the spectrum on this. And if you're, you're calling in today and you are a new Christian and you're in the newer seasons and it's just like, oh, this is awesome. This is great. I love walking into a relationship with God and opening doors. And I know a lot of new Christians uh, right now who are just, they, they are just in that new Christian season. It is just awesome. They're getting places and new jobs and opportunities and promotions. And then, and, and God is just revealing his loving kindness in that, in that first season. And they're dreaming big and all these things. But, for some of us, it, we, we, we eventually, we travel out of that. We go through a storm, and then we go back to a blessing season, and then we go through a time where we can't hear from God, and then we go through a time where our prayer notebooks are being filled, and then we go through a time where we have family issues or work issues or ministry issues, and, and then we're continually growing along the path. And, and, and I'm going to get to that and how this all relates to that, but one of the things is constantly learning. It's constantly adapting because in religion and church and ministry, it's very easy sometimes to get trapped into, you know, leadership in church. It's very easy for us to look to these people because, you know, if you have a leader or a pastor or your spiritual father or mother, it's very easy to look to these people. They're, they're representatives of God on earth. And that historically has been a huge thing. 
whether it's a pope, whether it's a a, a, a leader, whether it's a monarch, a king, or a queen, we tend to naturally really, really rely on spiritual leaders a lot. And sometimes leaders aren't always healthy. And that's one of the things we're going to be kind of talking about, what to do when you're in a scenario like that, if you have leadership that is not healthy. If you yourself are in a leadership place and you know that there's some things you're, you're working on, then, then today's for you. And if you're in a new place and you're looking to anticipate, oh, I'm going to be in ministry and down the road I'm going to eventually be there, today's going to help you understand how everything will always come back to you. In a weird way, I know that sounds weird. Even if you're not in the wrong at all, it still comes back to you because you're in the scenario God's using it. To, it's a teachable moment. So we're going to talk about that. It's, it's a constant need to adapt. There's constant adapting in different scenarios, different churches, different everything. There, there's a lot of pitfalls that come into this. And there's a lot of things that it reveals, and I'm going to talk about why it's revealing things. Stubbornness, pride, maybe there's arrogance, maybe there's just offense, maybe there's hurt and pain. And how do we navigate around these things? These are things that, you know, offense is something powerful enough to prevent somebody from ever coming back to church. And we have to realize how truly delicate some of these situations can be in ministry and serving and in church and even anywhere, even in the workplace, if you're a business owner, how to prevent hurting somebody who works from you constantly. Maybe it's a character thing that you do and you don't even know that you're just hurting people everywhere you go it's okay. These aren't things to freak out. They're not things to panic, to say, oh, I'm the worst person ever. I, I can't do this. I, I can't do it. It's, it's not a matter of that. It's a matter of reflection, understanding that God's constantly doing something and then remaining in that teachable place. So you can be sensitive to what God's doing. And team building, just general leadership, openness to growing and, and the multiple layers that you're going to go through. So this isn't really a point. I'm going to get into it now, but this isn't really a point, but I think it's a great primer for the three points of today's message. And, and I'm not going to stay on it too long, but what I want to explain to you is that you will be in one of these next three layers, okay? There's a top layer, there's a middle layer, and then there's a bottom layer. And as Christians, we start out at the third top layer. We go down past to the bottom to the bottommost layer, and then we make our way back up with God. Okay, and this is what that looks like. When we first come into a relationship with God, there's a lot of stuff on our top layer. A lot of us are defined by accomplishment. A lot of us are defined by our marriage. A lot of us are defined by the things we do. There's a lot of outside external sources that will define us a lot of times. And, and you can easily know this by asking somebody, tell me about yourself. What, who are you? What do, you what, do, what do I need to know about Todd? What, what do I need to know? What about you? And, and, and that person might say, oh, well, you know, I'm married. I have two kids. I, I'm this for my career. I enjoy doing this. Like, a lot of times we, we use our external sources to define us. But, but a lot of us know that those are things that we're a part of. Those are things that we're actively engaged in. Those are things that add to the value of our life. But what we misconstrue a lot of times is that isn't who we are. Because there's a lot of scenarios in life that are forced to pull out the true us that's deep down inside. And the true us that's deep down inside has nothing to do with that. Because if you battle with fear and panic and anxiety, do you want that to define your parenthood? Do you want that to define your marriage? Would you like that to define what you've accomplished in work? Because those are the things that sit underneath in the second layer now. 
See, so we have that top layer that we believe is what makes us us. All the things we do, our interests, our hobbies, things like that. But hiding beneath almost every person, which really I would actually even venture out to say hiding underneath every person is the things that drive us. And, and I'm talking about not Christians, but when you're coming to a place of relationship with Christ, you're going to go through stripping processes throughout your life. And sometimes it could take 60 years to strip you of certain things, and sometimes it could take a year. There's people who are walking into a relationship with God, and they immediately go to this second layer where God's peeling back all the top stuff. You might lose things, right? And some of us remember that, and some of us are going through that, and some of us are about to go through that, where God is just, he might take a relationship away. You might take a job away. You might not have financial freedom. You might not have, you might not have certain things. Maybe your relationship with your family is on very rocky in this season. He's peeling things back constantly to get to that deeper layer, that second layer. And this is where, this is where the real work is happening. We tend to stack things on top of the second layer because we don't want to address them. And some of us focus on ministry so much because we don't want to address the fact that we have control issues. Some of us will address work and family and marriage because we're scared of truly reflecting on the fact that we have a fear of death. You know, there's things in that second layer that we are constantly stacking in the third layer in our everyday mask world, life, the life that you see every day, our schedule, our itinerary. We're putting things up there that are really just buffers between us and having to address the second thing. That's why, if, have you ever seen somebody get out of a relationship and they just never get over that person? It could be like five, six, ten years down the road and they still bring that person up in conversation. They still, the reason why that person is still being brought up, that ex or that, you know, that partner from before is being brought up still is because that person or that job or whatever it is, it could be anything. Somebody's just reliving a glory day of something. The reason why they don't let that go to rest, they don't, they don't close that chapter in their life, is because that person or thing prevented them from having to truly reflect on what was on a major personal character flaw deep down within that's affecting them from moving forward in life. And so they reminisce and focus on that person to avoid that introspection. And, and that's what we do a lot of times, right? Like we, we, we project onto other things and we fail to realize what it is within us that makes that such an issue. Offense is an indicator that there's something, there's, there's a very strong division deep down within that we're holding onto. And, and here's the thing. We never have the right to judge. We, we never do. And I know a lot of people throw out, oh, but the Bible tells us this and I need a judge and I need to do this and, and I need to do that, this and that. And that's true on a very basic level. But if your heart is in a place where you feel that that is what's necessary to do, then you don't understand the character of God because we are coming into alignment with God, which means that when we do something that's commanded in the Bible, we need to do it the way that God does it. And when we judge, and I've only ever seen this from a human perspective, we don't know how to and understand how to do it from a God's perspective, which is a love perspective. So this is very crucial for us to remain grounded in. This is extremely crucial. And we don't need to fight anything. We, we, don't, we, don't need to, we, we don't need to condemn. We don't need to bring anything. We need to remain teachable in every moment. Even the people that offend us, there's something God is correcting inside of you. And I guarantee you this all the time. If something or someone offends you, there's something inside of you that God is reaching at. And he's allowing you to get offended at that because he's trying to start a dialogue within you 
but you're too scared to look within yourself, you're looking at that person. You're looking outward. We see this with politics. We see this with religion. We see this with everything else. We always give ourselves a license to hate what is not like us. We always give ourselves a license to, to just tear down and break down what is not like us because we're scared of looking at us. It's a projection. That's why religion and that spirit of religion is so dangerous because what it's doing is we're focusing so much on sin this and this person's not that. And we say the Bible perfectly backs it up and we live around that the same. And that's a sadish mindset, right? We're focusing on the problems and the issues externally outside of the church because we're incapable of reflecting and thinking, well, maybe I'm not where God wants me to be. Maybe the church isn't what, what God's vision and heart is for this generation. And that's a scary thing because if there's any room for doubt, then we need to doubt everything else now. Then we need to be scared of everything else now. And that's just not the case. And that's what this, what we're talking about today is as we peel back these layers, it's not so that you see how unqualified you are. It's that you can understand that in this process, God is qualifying you. And that's the problem is that when we think about judgment and condemnation as humans, we think about it as unqualified. God looks at the things that would warrant judgment and condemnation and and conviction and change. He looks at, at those as opportunities for celebration because they're places where he can come in to bring healing. And that's where our, our theology, our doctrine, our understanding is entirely broken because people are quick to um, people are quick to talk, you know, protest somebody or an entertainer or somebody, you know, who or, or something but they're not willing to pay the price for that person. And that's where the difference is. That's where the difference comes in, in Christ and Christ's judgment and change and our own. As humans, we don't know how to do that. We, we don't know how to do that because we don't know how to example that. We don't know how to model that. We talk about it, but we don't know how to do it. So as God's peeling back these layers, it's so he can come in. So when we get past, when he reveals to you, that there's anger there, there's, there's jealousy, there's any kind of strife, there's any kind of, you know, just hurt and pain. The reason why he's doing that is because he wants those things from us. He's like a collector of our insecurities. Because once we peel back that second layer and we get to our bottom layer, the bottom layer of us is emptiness. It's a blank nothingness. And that's where God's destination is. And that is utterly terrifying for us. That is absolutely, absolutely terrifying. You know why I know that's terrifying? Because I could ask everybody that's listening right now, everybody that will be listening today, I can, t- I can ask you, let's do a little exercise right now. And you know what? Let's, we could even do it right now for the next 10 seconds. Don't think. And then you start to think about things. You start to, okay, I can, I can stop for a little bit, but you have these thoughts jumping in. You have all this stuff. We're scared of being alone in our own thoughts. That's a lot of times why we entertain so much. We're scared of being alone with ourselves. That's why for some of us, we can't even sit down. We can't take a Sabbath. We don't know how to slow down. We don't know how to stop. We don't know how to be alone with ourselves because we're scared of what we're going to find deep down inside of there. And I've been there. I've been in that place where I'm just absolutely terrified of what I'm going to hear when it's quiet, when I'm alone. What happened to me? Why am I this way? Why am I hurt? Why am I scared? 
Why am I scared of dying? Why am I scared of losing somebody I love? Why am I scared of not trusting God? We're scared of being quiet. We're scared of stopping. We're scared of slowing down. And that's why in layer three, we place all these things up there. That's why some of us strive so hard to be the best. We strive so hard to project an image of, oh, I'm, I'm this, I'm that. That's why some of us strive so hard to not care. That's why some of us strive so hard. But you know what? It doesn't hurt me. I don't care. I don't care about this person. I don't care about that. I'm just me. I have my own itinerary. I have my own agenda. I don't need this person. That's why some of us strive so hard. It's like I was talking about how we give ourselves a license to tear other things down. We're just running from ourselves. Because when it gets to that third layer of blankness, of emptiness, we have nothing left to lean on. And that's why God cares to just peel back the layer. It's like laundry. When you have like a pile of laundry, and, and I do this a lot. I'm, I'm just so bad at this. I don't, and I need to, I, you know what? Maybe throw this on the prayer list today. Maybe I need to grow on this. I will do laundry. And then I will just throw it in the baby's bassinet. Because, you know, it, you know, we haven't given birth yet. And she's due any day now. But we're like, we're not using the bassinet. I'll just throw my clothes in there. And I don't fold them. And my clothes are just in a pile right there. The rest of the house is clean. It's fine and everything. But when it comes to laundry, I just don't immediately fold it. I'll just throw it there. And then I'll... What I'm doing later on, like days later, is I find myself <laughs> like peeling back all these layers of t-shirts and jeans and I'm looking for one sock. That's all I'm looking for. And that's what God does. He's looking for one thing and he's peeling back all these layers on top that we've placed there. And, oh, I'm this. I do that. I do this. I work here. I do this thing. That's not who you are, though. Those are areas that you're called to minister in. Those are areas that you're called to show God's love in. There's a relationship you're called to lead to Christ that you're meant to learn from. This is, but it's not who you truly are. The bottom layer right there is who we truly are. And then God brings us, he builds us back up from that nothingness. See, we're scared of emptiness and nothingness because we're scared of there being nothing there. God loves that emptiness and that nothingness because that's the place that he creates us from. That's the place that he sculpts us from. And that is why it's important for us to remain teachable. And because in every, every point that we, we grow from, because when you come from that nothingness, when God has stripped you down and there's nothing left there anymore and he gets you down to the nothingness, now you're going to start, you're going to, he's going to start growing you up. Now you're going to start looking at opportunities as, or you're going to start looking at situations, I'm sorry, as opportunities to begin to grow your character into conformity with the mind of Christ into conformity with who Christ has designed you to be. So, you know, whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates reproof is stupid. I love that translation because they're just straight to the point, right? It's kind of aggressive, but it, it gets the point. In. And, and the main point I want to talk about, and this is in 1 Corinthians 2, 13 through 14. That was Proverbs 12, 1, by the way. Very funny, very honest, straight to the point verse. But 1 Corinthians in 2, 13, 14 is, and we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. Okay, as you're coming up in this, you're going to have opportunities to be, to, you're going to revisit old things. Because one thing I know God loves to do, God loves to check his math. And he will absolutely let a situation, like if you run from a job or a church because of one situation, one person offended you or something bothered you or you were, you were hurt or something, 
I 100%, I will never guarantee anything else in life, but 100% promise you, you will absolutely experience it at the next place. And guess what happens if you run from that place? You're going to experience it at the third place. And then you're going to experience it again and again. And then you know what you're going to say? I don't go to church. I don't believe in church. And people are going to be like, what? Why don't you believe in church? And be like, you know, it's just a rat race. It's just, you know, people just offending people. No, God was trying to teach you something and you kept running from the lesson. That's why you're offended to go to church. You're not offended to go to church because no church is good enough for you. It's because God is doing something within your own heart. And there's a lot of injustice that occurs. God allows a lot of crazy things to happen. When that Tyler that or that tower that falls that I forgot the town or it is in the New Testament, Jesus asked, Were any of these people more righteous than the others? He's no respecter of men, but there's there's areas where we have to understand that God is reaching us in because he cares to penetrate those those areas and permeate those areas. But we're too scared trust and endure that he can work through us in a scenario like that. So we run. So we go to fair weather, you know, and we have to be careful for that. That's why it's important for us to be teachable. We have to look at every moment, every opportunity as God trying to teach us. That is the important part of that. We have to look at every sorrow. We have to look at every area of, of trouble. I mean, you're, you're straight up, you're going to be in churches, you're going to be in ministries where there's just dysfunction. There is gossip, there is toxic culture, there is hurt, there is pain, because that's what people bring, because people bring hurt, people bring pain. You're not going to go to a job and it's just going to be perfect, like, oh, my God, everybody, we just spoon feed each other, and it's just amazing, and it's just awesome, it's great. And you might have seasons of peace and humility and communication, but there's always going to be something going on because we're humans, and this side of heaven isn't completeness. You know, we have perfection here, but that's just unity with God to bring the world into conformity with what his will is. You know, it's it's not perfection as being perfect. It's perfection with unity. So you're going to experience that in a lot of places. You're going to experience that place. You're going to experience that pretty much everywhere you go. It's important for us to always remain teachable. And getting into point two what are the main pitfalls to te- uh, not being teachable? I mispronounced that earlier because I just looked at my notes and the title is wrong. It's what are the main pitfalls to not being teachable? So if you were maybe taking notes or something on that earlier, I I miss uh, misspoke. The pitfalls to not being te- teachable. It's very it's very it's varied, but it's all rooted in that second layer. Now this is why it's rooted in that second layer. It's all the things we're scared of. Those things come out. You know, you might be serving a leader, and this, this is the advice that I wanted to get into. You might be serving a leader that does not know how to cultivate a culture of growth. You might be serving a leader who does not know how to, you might even be that leader. You might even be saying to yourself, man, I don't, I don't know what it is. People are just like stepping on one another to, to prove themselves to me. And, and I just see a lot of division. I see a lot of you know, uh, backstabbing. You you might be in a team for a season where there's just a lot of gossiping. There's a lot of things you might not understand. It's because these things on the second layer are the things that prevent us from becoming who God has designed us to be. And you see this a lot. A lot of prophetic people, this is just like church thing, battle with lust because lust affects their ability to be intimate with God because lust removes intimacy. Lust is it, it, the design of that is to break down our ability to be intimate because we no longer place value on relationship. It becomes 
interact it becomes interaction it becomes like business exchange right so it prevents our ability to hear from god it's like a blockage it's like a roadblock there and we have natural desire natural desire is you know scientific it's built into who we are but when it mutates is when it becomes a problem for connection and that's what we're talking about right and so that's why that's a problem for the prophetic and a lot of times people with certain uh leadership abilities have problems forgiving people because they might have issues with rejection or issues with certain things like maybe forgiveness because what they're and i was just talking about this with someone recently is they might have an issue with forgiving people because they're meant to build bridges right so that second layer we have those things because they're they're designed to distract us from what god has called us to do they're designed to destroy our calling and instead of addressing these things from remaining teachable, like I talked about in point one, what we do is we just stack things on top of it. Oh, I'm going to just really focus on work because I don't know how to fix my marriage. I'm going to just really focus on, you know, this or, or this ministry or that because I don't really know how to deal with the fact that I have fear and panic that's triggered every time I drive past the hospital or every time I watch a movie that has someone in it that looks like somebody that hurt me one time. I just don't want to address those things. You know, we have a lot of mental things like that. And you know what it is because you get triggered by certain things. That's God's way of telling you, hey, there's something still in there that I'm trying to, I'm trying to work on you with. That's a pitfall of us not being teachable as we move past it. We'll put on a movie. We'll, we'll go start writing something. We'll start jump on our email and we'll start texting somebody or start, you know, we'll start moving outward instead of looking inward. And that's a pitfall to being teachable is that's like God calling you, like ringing the bell, like, hey, class is starting. And us saying, you know what? I think I, I kind of want to go to the movies right now. I don't want to really go to class and you're going to go to the movies. I, you know, and that's how I was in high school. I just hated being there. I, I was not interested in high school at all. And I would sometimes go to school and I'd hear the bell ring. And I'd do that like kid in the parking lot in his car, smoking a cigarette, you know, I'm just like the cool guy. I thought I, thought I was so cool. Like to me, there was just, there was nobody cooler than me when I was in high school. And I look back and I'm like, man, I was such a loser. But I would just be in the parking lot and I would hear the bell and I would say, you know what? I'm not going to go. And I'd go somewhere else. I'd go to the mall. I'd go to like, I'd just go somewhere else. I'd go to my job. I didn't even know. I used to work at KFC and I would just go to my job and just hang out at my job and talk to my coworkers. And like, I'm like, dude, what am I doing? I need to be in school right now. That's what we do sometimes to God. He's calling us to teach us and he uses these, he uses these scenarios, these things that hurt us, these people that annoy us, these things that bother us, these people that aren't like us, these people that don't look like us, these people that don't sound like us. And it's like, oh God, take all these things and people that don't think like me, that aren't me. They're, they're so wrong in their thinking. They're so destructive in their thinking. And he says, I'm calling you into this because I don't, I know that they're wrong. I'm God. You think God doesn't know that people are wrong? You think God doesn't know that people are out there hurting people? You think God doesn't know what you post on Facebook tearing other people down? God knows. He knew. He knows. He knows all things. He truly, I promise you, he knows all things. But sometimes it's not situation isn't always for us to correct them the situation is for us to correct us when you are offended at somebody it is not about that person god is doing something in your heart it is your heart that needs healing that's why you're offended at that person it has nothing to do with them i'm going to tell you this the greatest sculptors in your life the greatest sculptors that will create you into this beautiful monument 
of Christ that will serve as a beacon to everybody around you? You know who sculpts that statue? Everybody you've ever hated. Everybody that's ever annoyed you. Everybody that has ever talked bad about you. Everybody that has ever gossiped about you and you're like, what? I never even did that. Those are the people, those are the tools that God is using to sculpt you into his image. You have to constantly remain teachable. And the people that you don't want to talk to, the husband that just annoys you because he, you just don't even, I, I can't, I genuinely can't even deal with you right now. I don't even want to deal with you right now. That, that husband, he is the one that God's using to sculpt you. The son or the daughter that they just, they're the one that doesn't listen to you. They're the one that fights you. They're the one that is disrespectful to you. They're the one that doesn't talk. That is the one that God is using to sculpt you. You have to look inward. We have to begin to look inward. And this is why we have to continue learning. And I'm going to close out with this. We have to continue learning because learning is mastery. Learning constantly is the way you master something. I'm a Enneagram type three. I don't know if anybody's familiar with Enneagrams. But, but if you're not, I would definitely recommend taking a test, finding, finding out your Enneagram. They're incredibly accurate. They're all those personality profiles that churches use and companies use to, to put the right person wherever. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just something that, you know, millennial girls use for conversation starters. Maybe that's all it is. I don't know. But, but they're pretty big right now. And they're, you'll find, like, a lot of Instagram profiles about Enneagram. And they're so funny, too. They're so accurate. So I'm an Enneagram type 3. Enneagram type three people are just super accomplishment based, like workaholics, like just completely consumed with work and, and accomplishment and all these things. And the reason why we're consumed with that is because we care about our image a lot and the image that we portray to the world and, and validating ourselves through our accomplishments. And one, some of the pitfalls to that personality type are like burnout and imposter syndrome and not knowing who you really truly are because you're wrapped up in your accomplishments and your accomplishments and your trophies define who you are. And, and that, that's huge for me. Like I'm really big on like feedback. I'm really big on like all, all those things. And, and, and I was, I was very unhealthy in that for a long time. Now I've come to a place where I'm like, okay, well, you know what? I'm, I'm actually just going to not do anything today. I'm not going to accomplish anything today because I don't want to, I don't want to burn myself out. So I'm, I'm, I've been learning over the last couple of years how to, combat some of those uh some of those downfalls but one of the things is that you know it's funny with type threes is like type threes will like become dedicated at learning something until they realize they're not good at it and then they just quit doing it and you'll probably see people in your life they're like oh i'm going to do this or i'm going to start that or i'm going to start this or i'm going to i'm going to learn how to you know play the trombone or something or i'm going to learn it and then they just try it for like a week and they're like i just don't want to do this this is i'm not immediately good at it and then they just quit because like we just want the reception and image of being good at something, we don't really want to do it. We don't really want to actually put in the years of work to become good at it. We just want to be immediately good at it and then get the recognition for being good at it. You know, that's like a type three. If you know somebody like that and you're like, they're like me, they're a type three, right? But the reason why learning is mastery, because you're constantly open to growing. And you might see this in leadership sometimes. You might see this in yourself at some points in certain seasons in your life. Have you ever seen somebody who they, they just don't want to grow anymore? They just hit, they hit a point, and this happens with, like, professors, and, and they, get their, they, they get their tenure and, and all these things, and, and, go, and they just stop, they stop learning. They stop, they stop learning about 
their field or they stop, they just stop learning. Like they don't, you know, it could be anybody. It could be like a musician. They just like, okay, I know how to do this now. I know how to play these songs. I'm just not going to learn how to play anymore. I'm just going to play everything I know. And then they always stay at that. That happened with me at guitar. I've been playing guitar since I was seven. And I still play guitar this day. I'm even in my office right now, I'm looking at all my guitars. I have like three guitars. And I, I love guitar. But after a while, I stopped learning. And I just played everything I knew. And then I stayed in that place for a long time. And I could have got really, really crazy good, obviously playing from seven. You know, I was like 11 years old playing in blues bands and playing with guys that were like 50 and 60. And I learned, you know, from, you know, all these guys that used to play blues from like 60, 70 years ago in the South. And they played the real deal blues stuff. And I was learning and I was like picking up all these scales and all this stuff from these guys. And, and then when I hit like 15, I just stopped learning. I just start, I kept playing everything I knew. And then I started quitting. I started not playing guitar for a couple of years and then I picked it back up and I started learning again. Then I started getting better again. You have to constantly be open to learning. You have to be constantly open to correction because when you stop, like what happened with me and guitar, that's when you're, that's when you're going to, that's when you're going to start to see drop off. That's when you're going to stop even doing it. That's when, when you're going to start losing sight and start losing vision. Learning is constant mastery and learning shows humility it shows that there's still stuff that you have to learn. There's still something that you have to pick up. There's still a long way to go. And that is everybody. I don't care where you're at. I, I just, I genuinely, I mean, you can line up 40 pastors in front of me that have been doing it for 40, 50 years. And I promise you there's something in their heart that they need to learn. There's something they, they need to pick up. There's something that they're just missing. They don't see it. They just cannot see it. They don't see it. We're all going to be in that place sometimes. I have things even now, like I, I, there's, I know exactly what I need to be working on. There's, and I talk to God about those areas all the time. And I don't beat myself up and, and like, oh, you know what? Well, I'm not going to do this until I learn how to do that. And I'm going to fast from this. Idea. I'm like, well, if you do that, that's cool. That's on you. That's between you and God. But for me, I understand that this is a process. And God cares about the process. God cares a lot about the process. And it's important for us to care as well, you know? So I want to just recap real quick as I close out. I went like way over today. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But we introed in about these three layers, right, that God's constantly coming back. We talked about at the topmost layer. We will experience all these things that we use. It's our mask, if you will. I forgot which culture it is, but they say that we have a mask that we show people, a mask that's ourselves. And I was reading about it the other day. And um, There's those things that we just put it, that we show the world. It's a part of us that we tailor for the world to see. It's our Facebook, it's our selfies, whatever. If you, and if you post selfies, post selfies. Do you think, if you don't post selfies, then don't post selfies. But I'm just throwing that out there. But it's the world we, it's the us that we tailor, right? It's the us that we show to the world. And then there's that layer underneath us. And the us that we show to the world consciously is because there's something in layer two that we're running from, that we're scared of secretly deep down in there. And then layer three is that emptiness and that nothingness that we're truly, truly running from because we're scared of what we're going to find there. We're scared of it just being nothing. We don't know how to trust in nothingness. But that's where God cares to create from. And then he builds us back up stronger. We talked about that in three. And he builds us up through us being teachable. He builds, up, he builds us up through teaching us how to, you know, when you're being built up and you have an opportunity to be fearful about something and something that five years ago or a year ago or six months ago would have made you fearful. God will 
will create peace in you, and that's you. God will pre- create strength in you. That's something that would have caused you to have a panic attack a year ago. When you're being built up, he's building you up stronger. It doesn't mean that you're not going to encounter bad things. It means that you're going to be stronger through them, and they're not going to affect you like they once did. That's the beauty of doing life with Christ. And we close out with learning is true mastery. If you want to be a master, you have to constantly be a student. You have to constantly be in a place of correction, constantly constantly be open to correction and teaching and, and teachable moments and looking at the teachability and everything. And we're going to talk about this a lot more in Love, Life, and Victory. I want to get off already. I'm going way over. I'm sorry, guys. Um, but stick around for Love, Life, and Victory. Uh, I'm, so, I'm just so excited to... My, my Spanish uh, started coming out. I almost said so excited to get into the to the love, life, and victory portion. But I know it's going to be great. Stick around for that. And I look forward to talking with you guys more about that in a little bit. But for right now, I know Patrice is going to bring it as I now pass the call. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We welcome you on this morning. We thank you, oh God. Awaken us up this morning, God. We thank you for the breath of life, oh God. We thank you for the activity of our limbs, oh God. We thank you for giving of your only begotten son so that we might be free, that we might be delivered, that we might be set free, oh God. Thank you that you watched over us last night as we slept, oh God. You let no hurt, harm, or danger come nigh to us or to our dwelling places. And for that, we say thank you, God. Thank you, O God, for Moses on this morning and that word, O God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God, you didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. So we fear nothing, O God, because we know that in you we have everything. We thank you, O God. For this walk, O oh God, growing closer to you, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me beside in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, thy comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Oh, Father God, we just thank you, oh God, for this day. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice, and we shall be glad in it. Thank you, oh God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. We pray for those that are sick in their bodies, oh God. We pray for those that are sick in their minds, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we, you said by your stripes, we were healed. Oh, God, we walk, oh, God, in our healing, oh, God. We thank you, oh, God, for those stripes that you bore in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray for those that are out in the elements, oh, God. 
We pray, oh God, that they get a covering, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We pray, oh God, that they will come in out of darkness, oh God, that they will get shelter, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray, oh God, that men and women of God will go out to the highways and byways and compel men and women to come. Oh, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. We pray, oh God, that you will bring forth laborers to the vineyard, oh God. We pray for pastors and ministers, oh God, all over the world, oh God, that pray for us, oh God, that are teachers of the world. Oh, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. We thank you for them and for their sacrifice, oh God. We pray for children, oh God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. We pray that men and women of God will come into their lives, oh God, and show them the way. We pray for teachers, oh God, that are teaching them, oh God, throughout the summer and all through the winter, oh God. We pray your protection over them and guide their hearts and their minds, oh God, so they can be gentle to the children, oh God, in the name of Jesus. You said grow a child up in the way, in the way of the Lord, and they will not depart from it when they are old, oh God. So we thank you, Lord Jesus. I pray for Arius, oh God, who's given birth on today. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Pray for the whole family that the twins will come healthy and whole, oh God, and the family will continue to grow, and we will support her on today in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you, oh God, for the position that you've given me, oh God, in this family, God, and my husband, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. And we thank you, oh God, for growing in you in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, oh God, for Declare Victory. Every family that is represented on Declare Victory, we thank you, oh God, for each and every family, oh God. We thank you that we are the righteousness of God. We can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. Continue, oh God, to give us what we need, oh God. In our inner man, oh God, grow us up, oh God. Don't give us all the things that we should have, oh God. That spirit, oh God, that's down on the inside, that it give us a mind to read our word, oh God, to study, to show ourselves, to prove, oh God. Prick our hearts, oh God, when we don't want to do the right thing, oh God. We are not oppressed or depressed, oh God. Those spirits have to go. Cast Satan, we cast you out in the name of Jesus. So disease has to go. Cancer has to go. The spirit of diabetes has to go. Laziness has to go. Sickness has to go. We declare and decree that we are whole and we are healthy, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for marriages on this morning, God. We thank you, oh God, that you continue to bind us in love, God. Find us in unity, oh God. Oh, hallelujah, oh God. I pray, oh God, that we love each other like you love us, God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Oh, those that are not uh, married, oh God, we pray that they love you, God. That they fall in love with you, oh God. And that you fill their hearts, oh God, and their minds, oh God, where they need and not want of anything. I pray for the visionary of this line, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. And I thank you, oh God, for everything that you've given her, oh God, as she continues to pour out to us, oh God. 
Bless her and bless her indeed. Bless her children. Bless her finances, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray, oh God, that we continue to grow in you, Lord Jesus, that your light will continue to shine through us, oh God. Use us, oh God, for your glory, oh God, that you be glorified in every and anything that we do, oh God. Decrease in us, oh God, so that you may increase in the mighty name of Jesus. And as we take our phones off of mute, we just want to collectively give your name the praise, the glory, and the honor that you deserve, oh God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah, Thank Lord you, Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We bless your name this morning. Give you glory, give you honor, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. We shall rejoice and be glad, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Oh, we bless you, Father. Thank you. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to your name, Lord God. Glory to your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. You're worthy, Savior. You're worthy, Lord God. Father, as we cast off, Lord God, all the masks, Lord God, that we have given the Lord, Lord God. Heavenly Father, the empty, Lord God. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you're building us back up, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that the bulldozer is coming, Lord God. We tear down, Lord God, all that was not of you. Now, Lord God, you take each floor, Lord God, and you build us back up ever so carefully how you want us to be, Father. We thank you that you deliver us from self, Lord God. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that you Within, Lord God. And we thank you, Heavenly Father, that you deliver us here. We thank you, Lord God, that you cleanse and you make us whole, Lord God. You thank you, Lord God, that you qualify us, Lord God. Father, we thank you, Heavenly Father, that you qualify us, you mold us, you shape us, Lord God. We thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord God, for moving, Lord God, all the others that heard the name, Lord God. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We bless your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Lord God. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord God. Father, until we come clean with ourselves, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. We move all the darkness, Lord God. Father, as the Lord turns to the bottom, Father, so we see the folly, Lord God. Father, we don't want to be alone, Lord God, but we want to be able to be whole and complete. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Father, and I'm going Father, and as a mother, Lord God, forgive the baby, Yes, 
For, for sticking around, and I wanted to actually take a moment to just say hello and good morning to anybody who might have called in late, if you, you just kind of came on right now. If you, if you did call in earlier and you didn't get a chance to say good morning, I wanted to take a moment just to have a, a second greeting. So if you want to just introduce yourself and say hi and say good morning, please feel free. Good morning, it's Moni. Good morning, Moses. Good morning. This is, this is Jamila and Scott Good morning, this is Zach. Good morning, it's Barbara. Good morning, it's Kiana. Good morning, family. Sister Veronica, have a great day. Good morning, family. It's Dondria. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, family. God bless you all this morning. Good morning, Bernice. Good morning, family. It's Natasha. Good morning, everybody. 
So that was, uh, yeah, I just wanted to take a moment to just say, I, I realized like I, last couple times I've been speaking, I haven't had a chance to, to do that. So I wanted to, I, I just remembered today to, to do this. And so I wanted to recap real quick before we get into some conversation. And I wanted to, we talked about the layers that God will take us through. We talked about the different character aspects that God is trying to penetrate to down to that core. And we talked about the pitfalls of not being teachable. And we talked about why is it important for us to remain teachable. And we talked about how learning is mastery. That's what we closed out with. And, and learning is a way that we continue to ensure that we're becoming the best we possibly can in a certain area or anything. And they use some analogies about playing guitar and things like that. But I wanted to take this time to just open the conversation if you have anything to share. And I just want to really encourage you. I think one thing I've just, I've really, really, I really believe this. And I've, I've, I've really seen it. And, and you can just listen back to any playback, really. The love, life, and victory portion, which we're currently starting right now, is so powerful because there's something that God places within each of us to share. And I want to really encourage you to share because I, I know that sometimes some, I was like nervous in the beginning to talk and like, maybe I wouldn't say something, but really just trust the fact that God speaks through you. And if he's putting something on your heart, I really encourage you to share. So I want to take this moment to do just that. And I know that it's going to bless somebody, whatever God's putting on your heart right now. I know it's really going to speak to someone. It's really going to bless somebody. The the message and the declaration is really just a it's just a conversation starter, and this is that conversation. So I want to encourage you to do that um, if you have something. So yeah, that's pretty much it for the recap. And yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and open the line. If anybody has anything they want to share, please feel free. But before we do that, please just make sure that your line is muted while others are sharing, though, because this is recorded. We're trying to keep it as 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 clean as possible from outside noise. Uh, but just for for the respect of whoever's sharing, just uh, make sure your line is back on mute when you're not actively sharing. So thank you guys. I uh, appreciate that. And feel free to share if you have anything. Okay, and here it was. Do we have someone trying to share? We got a background of a news talking about the Bay Bridge. Are you trying to share? Someone? Anybody? Good morning. This is uh, Nikisha. Um, I got on late, but what I did here was really bless my soul. You really got me when you were talking about um, when a person keeps bringing up an ex or an accomplishment or something like that. That really had to really, like take a look inside of myself. I'm like, okay, why do I keep talking about this person or this event or that car or whatever? So, thank you. I, I really need to uh, peel back that layer. And the the clothes, the bassinet, yeah. When my when my children were little, that was, ooh, you do that all the time. <laughs> Praise God, that folding ministry kicked in. Hallelujah. <laughs> 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 That's hilarious. 
<laughs> I love that folding ministry. I'm totally stealing that, by the way. But that's hilarious. Yeah, I, you know, I think I saw that too. That um, I, I mean, I'm just gonna be honest. I, I've totally experienced that. And for me, as far as a past, you know, partner, and 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 it had, and and just the, just how destructive that can be. Not really moving uh, forward from the past. And I've experienced it in other areas too, but I think it's it's that like unrequited love, right? And it might not even be love; it just might just be unrequited, whatever. And and, and it happens with um, sometimes loved ones lost. I think I've experienced that even with with lost loved ones that I was, I was really close with, but I've also experienced it in relationships in the past. I've experienced it because a lot of times focusing on those things, the the real thing is just that. It's just us not seeing that really there's there's a battle with fear going on underneath and that's why we focus on that person. Or maybe there's a battle with with some kind of insecurity and that's why we focus on that. And it prevents us from having to look at ourselves. And I've just seen how, yeah, for me, and this is just a recap for anybody who who didn't catch that, but yeah, for me, I've seen that that has absolutely been the case. And it's so easy because for me in that relationship at the time, I, that relationship totally was just like my God. Like it was like this person, she was my, my God and it was codependent. And I didn't, I wasn't even going to church or serving God in any way at all. It wasn't even on my radar. And I was in, just started college and it was just like, it was just unhealthy, just totally unhealthy. And it prevented me from ever having to grow. It prevented me from ever having to move forward as, as, as a man. And I just stayed a little boy in that relationship. And I stayed just not growing at all. So when I moved forward in my life and I moved on, sometimes we become comfortable uh, and we fall in love with dysfunction. And I miss the dysfunction because even though it was dysfunctional, it was comfortable and it was predictable. And that dysfunction, as messed up as it was, it was still to me a lot better than having to grow. And you see that mentality with the Israelites when they're leaving, they're in the desert and it's like, Whoa, this is way harder than Egypt. This is horrible. We don't even have any security. We don't, is God going to provide for us? We don't even know what's going on out here. Let's just go back to uh, slavery in Egypt. You know? So it's like, there's this mentality. It's like, even though it was slavery, it was better than the unknowns out here in the desert. And that's where I was. It was the unknowns were causing me to trust God, and I would rather have gone to back to that relationship, which was just completely unhealthy, completely horrible, just not, not, not okay at all, just not right. So yeah, I, I personally have experienced that firsthand. So my hands raised up way in the air, you know, with that one on that. So yeah, thank you for sharing though, and I'm totally stealing the the folding ministry getting started. That's hilarious. Uh, does anybody else have anything they'd like to share? Don't be shy. I know you got something. Moses, Moses, good morning, family. It's Dondria. Just wanted to say thank you for your declaration. It was awesome, causing me to look at myself and um, um, 
by the offenses and um so just being more open to grow and I understand I've heard it before that God allows the offenses to cause us to look at ourselves. So thank you for the um reconfirmation and um that we can't run away, that I can't run away and I need to just um, be mindful of those things that come and take a good introspective look at myself. So thank you so much. Really, really appreciate you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah, I I think I saw, I ran into an, to into this issue when I was first starting to serve at at a church a couple a church a couple years ago and. I was like, man, why is this person saying things about me? What did I do? I don't even know. I'd never even had a conversation with this person. And she was just like totally spreading lies and rumors about me, all this stuff. And I just remember praying to God about it. God, why is she doing this? Why is this happening? Why why is this happening this way? And it was just like, this is about you. Yeah. And that was just. When he told me that, I was just like, whoa, this is crazy. I I never thought of that. You know, I'd never once thought of that. So, yeah, definitely, definitely really hit me. That one definitely really, really hit me. So, yeah, I can totally, totally relate. Does anybody have anything else they'd like to add to today's discussion? Good morning, Moses. Good morning. Sonia, how are you doing? Oh, Sonia? Yeah, hello. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Good. I want to talk about that, the offense and the deniability. Um, I used to ignore it. That was my way of, you know, when I would feel the offense, I'm like, oh, no, they're not talking about me or that wasn't about me. But no, God sometimes does that so you will wake up. Yeah. So you won't keep walking into a brick wall. And then sometimes he'll wake you up in the middle of the night. He says, oh, no, I need you to get up because I was trying to talk to you earlier but you didn't want to hear me, but now I need you to hear me. And it's the things that he needs to say to you before you walk into something that you don't need to walk into. Mm-hmm. And we can't, I'm just going to be me. He'll tell me something. You can't walk into that. I need to warn you now, but sometimes you get that hard head, hard headedness and you don't want to listen. He's trying to open up your ears. He's trying to open up your eyes. It's like your your spiritual senses. He's trying to make sure that you don't walk into something that you're going to end up having to come back to and go the right way. Mm. Because sometimes we deviate from his highway and get our own highway, get in our own lane and keep going. We didn't put our blinker on and got into the wrong lane when he's like, no, you need to stay in this vein, this flow where I want you to go because he's trying to take us in the right way. Yeah, sometimes we have to experience those self-inflicted gunshot wounds and put, try to put a Band-Aid over it when we can't do that. Yeah. So that's just why I, I, what I took out of it because you hear it, but you don't want to listen. Wow, that's yeah, that's so, that's so good. And that's such a, not just a right now word, but that's just the always word. That That is absolutely an always word. That's something I have to remind myself of because I just don't want to do it sometimes. I just don't. I, I just get tired. And even when you know is actually the hardest time. Like if this is a refresher today, the hardest thing is when it's a refresher is because it's like I, I myself don't want to hear it. I just don't want to do it. I don't want to like, I just get tired. I'm like, God, I forgive 50 people. God, I'm just, I'm, I'm tired of doing it. I'm just like, I have to do it every single time and they don't ever learn. They don't ever get it. They don't ever do this. And it's like that right there is 
that's why. <laughs> that's exactly why. It's like 70 times 7, you know, it's 70 times 7. So, yeah, thank you. That's that's a wake-up call. That absolutely is a wake-up call. Um, thank you. There was somebody else uh, that, that also had something um, in there. I didn't catch who that was. That was pretty Patrice. Good morning, Moses. Thank oh, hey, you for morning. your declaration. Um, what was I relating to? Um, I want to thank Sonia as well for her analogy. That was really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Writing in our own lane. Oh, I I um, connected with you on the laundry. Um, <laughs> Even though I don't put it in the, you know, I don't have a child coming or anything like that. It's not too good, Moses. You got to get the clothes out the baby, the baby hamper. <laughs> but, but, but just do a little bit at a time. <laughs> but I understand where when you just don't feel like folding clothes. And then if it's a lot, it just makes you not even want to touch it because it's too much. So what I will do is I'll do a little bit at a time and make sure that there's not a lot of clothes dirty so that I can just have to fold a little bit. Mm. I, I hope that will help. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. trying. I'm trying you know, I'm new to this. I, the baby's not even here yet. I'm just, I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm learning a lot. Um, I'm, you know, yeah. I still, got, I got to do the dishes too. That's another one. My wife was telling me I was like, because I don't drink coffee, so I wake up in the morning. But I woke up late this morning. I woke up like really, really late. Usually, I wake up a little bit early before a decoration, so I could like just at least pray and like. I don't want to have that like gravelly like morning voice sometimes <laughs> and I'm like and I'm like you know and I, so I asked my wife I was like hey could you um I'm waiting for my computer to start up and everything like I was like I don't really have time but like would you be able to make me some tea real quick and like it had caffeine in it and I don't ever have caffeine ever like I don't normally drink soda like nothing like that I never ever drink coffee I don't even remember the last time I drank I tried even taste tested coffee but this tea had caffeine in it and I was just drinking it so my my voice wasn't all morning voice gravelly and I was like all like amped up my eyes were all big and everything and I was like texting my <laughs> wife and I was I was like man is this what coffee drinkers feel I was like I feel like I can do anything right now and she was texting me back she was like even the dishes question mark <laughs> I, I'm, I was I was supposed to do the dishes like two days ago it's been a busy weekend, so I'm still learning. Okay, I'm I'm learning how to do these things, but yeah, ab absolutely. And and it's you know what I love that you say that. I love 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 that you say that, because this is why we get discouraged with personal growth. You literally just hit the nail right on the head. Sometimes it's so much work that we get discouraged. It's like as Christians, and that's that's what kind of honestly what like I felt from what Sonia was saying, and from what the reason why I don't do it. As it's like we just climbed 50 mountains and you're looking at another mountain in front of you and you're like, man, God, I got to do, I really, we can, I mean, we can't just take like a valley this time. We can't, I'll take a down, I'll take a wilderness again. Let's go back to the desert. But another mountain, God, we got to, we got to climb another mountain together. And it's like, yes, you got to climb. It's an endurance. It's an endurance race. It's not a speed race. 
And I think that's what happens is we don't know how to take off a couple clothes at a time. We don't know how to just take a, just fold a couple shirts, come back to it in a little bit, fold a couple jeans, fold a couple of the other ones, you know, roll up some socks a little bit. We just look at the growth and everything we have to do. And we just say, how can I, how could I ever partner with God to heal? Um, I don't know, 30 years of having fear in my heart. How could I ever partner with God of healing some of the abuse, some of the, the ways I was treated, the abandonment, the fear of abandonment? How could I ever heal 40, 50 years worth of that? How could I ever hear, heal five years? How could I ever heal these things? You know, how could I ever like let God into there? And I think we just look at the amount of laundry there and we think it's just never going to get done. I'll put it off for right now. I'll just, I'll not do it yet. I'll not, I'll not, I'll not do it right now. And I think that's what what you're saying is to me so crucial because it's like just take it a day at a time, just take you know it'll you you will get to it, but just understand that it is gonna get done. It doesn't all have to get done today, and I've seen that. And that's one of the things with like deliverance. Sometimes deliverance is like a lifelong process in some areas. Some kind of deliverances sometimes they take a while, and there's certain things that for me. I know I'm set free from. I know in my mind that I'm set free from it. It's a matter of training myself in my mind to understand my identity in Christ in everyday situations. You know, so and there's so much to talk about on that. I don't want to I don't want to rant on too long about that from from my end, but yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, it's it's just so, so profound so Moses, to look at it that way. Moses in our own in our own right, in our own will, we can't do it. But if we ask God to give us the strength to do anything, we can. Mm, yeah, he, amen. He can do it. He can do it. Amen? Uh, amen. And that's it. That mentality is that it's not even us doing it. It's not. We just have mm-hmm. to trust that God's the one that can do that. And I think maybe that's just what's scary about it. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing that and, and really illuminating that because that's such an important point to take away from this, I think, and to even elaborate on. I think that's so profound. That's so great. Thank you. Um, does anybody, did I, I, I'm, am I tripping out? Was there somebody else? Did I hear somebody else? Hi. Yeah. <laughs> Who was that first that said Hi. Tamisha. Oh, hey, go go for it. Go ahead. How are you? <laughs> Hi. Um, Moses, is it? Yeah. So this is my second week. Um, I've been hopping on faithfully every morning. It's been super amazing. Um, I wanted to say, so, like, I have this so much just resonated with me this morning because I have this, like, this this thing where I'm, like, feel like I'm chasing myself, trying to catch up to where I feel like I should be. And so when I'm, like, like, I throw myself into my work and try to make as many, like, have as many accomplishments as I can to feel like, to feel like I'm actually productive and doing something, um, I'm a bit of a perfectionist, even though nothing is ever perfect for me. And when I, and then when you were talking about like at work and how things show up, I'm a director. And so in my position, my leadership is like, everybody is always saying, 
Nobody can be you and nothing is going to be perfect. And I'll always just think to myself, you know, why, like, why do I have this super high expectation um, of like what other people can produce? And I always, I've been asking myself lately, like, why do I always hear that statement from folks? Um, And just really trying to reflect on how could I be a better, more compassionate leader and and step out of ego and pride. And since I've been getting on these calls, like something that was brought to my attention last week was like God said, like, I was like, man, I'm in my own will lately. And God was like, you've been on your own will for two years. Like, <laughs> you haven't came to me for anything. You haven't asked me for anything. Um, and I was just like, wow, like, I really, I haven't. I've had two major losses, and I haven't come to God. I've I've had struggles and challenges, and I've been in my own will. And I thought it was just recently, and God was like, no, you've been in your own will for two years. And it's showing up everywhere in my life, in my personal life, and in my in my work. Um and and so I I just been getting really blessed by hearing everything I've been hearing. And when I was thinking about the laundry thing, it's like I'm the type of person to do all the laundry at once <laughs> and then don't fold it for days and, and so we kinda pick through clean clothes to get dressed. Yeah. And it's so weird because that's like a representation of my life. And so I just wanted to, I just wanted to say something and speak up today, and that you know I'm trying. I am praying every morning. I'm I'm trying to seek guidance at work and um and in my personal life. And as a director, it's really I I think I have a a, a spirit to please people. And so even when I know I should let people go, I don't. Um. And so I'm just working on that. So thank you so much for the message. Can I, real quick, um, real quick, I at the beginning, I uh, I didn't catch your name in the beginning? Tanisha. Tanisha? Yes. Okay, I want to, um, real quick, if, if it's okay before, because I know there's somebody else I wanted to share. I want to just, I want to pray with you real quick, and I want to partner with you. This is this is why I want to partner because I, I, f- I really feel something on my heart when you say that um, anxiety anxiety is a is is definitely a threat in that scenario and the reason why it is a threat in that scenario when you're holding on to things and when you are are not going to God for them and, and I'm speaking entirely from a personal place here is that it's there's the threat of anxiety. And anxiety, what anxiety is a representation of, is control. And it's us relinquishing control. And the reason why I want to pray for that with you, I want to partner with you, and, and I, want to, I want to say this, I want to honor you. I want to say this respectfully about you and your, and your journey and your process with God and everything. Um, so it's not to me just like, oh, hey, let's just pray about anxiety. I don't, you know, this and that. No, I mean, I take it really seriously that this is something that could absolutely Absolutely. You know, it it could, maybe you might be, you know, you, and this might not be the case, but maybe, and this, maybe this is for somebody else, but I want everybody to partner with me real quick in this, that there, it could, it could, you could feel that anxiety coming, whether it's your stomach or your heart, and you're just kind of just feeling like 
this nervousness that if you don't perform or if you don't do this or you don't, you're just kind of scared to hear what you, if you go to God about something or all these things. I want to pray for that real quick. And, and um, just so if you want to partner with me, and if this prayer is for you, if this prayer is for somebody else listening out there right now, I want you to just partner with this real quick. I'm going to do this real quick. Father, we just want to lift up our situations too. We want to lift up the situation with Tanisha, Lord. We want to lift up each one of our situations and want to come against anxiety, Lord, the anxiety that would pressure us to make it feel like we are the one that has to perform. Lord, that would make it feel like we're the one that has to have every single answer ready. We're the one that has to fix other people's problems. We're the one that has to fix our own problems. Lord, I want to pray a a release. Lord, I want to pray that we're able to just trust in you, Lord, that it is you that is doing it. That is the message I feel today for everybody on this line and this call. It is not by your hands that these things are going to be accomplished. It is not by you that you're, the work project that you're stressing about to any, whoever's listening, this is to anybody out there right now, the work project that you're worried about, the marriage, the son or the daughter, the situation that's going on with your family, the situation that's going on with money. If you're going through a legal problem right now, I want to speak this to everybody, your position at work right now, if you have fear of, of projects or your boss or a coworker, it is not by your hand that it is going to get done. And we want to relinquish that anxiety over to you, Lord. We want to relinquish the fear over to you. We want to relinquish control over to you, Lord. We want to relinquish it all over to you because it's not our job. It is not ours to take. It is not our victory. It is your victory. Lord, you are the one that is, you are our conqueror. You are our defender. So I pray that over all of us right now, Lord. And I seal that in the blood of the Lamb in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, thank you guys for partnering with that. I really felt in my spirit we really needed to address that right now. And and we'll pray a little bit later when we pray and we close out. But I wanted to address that right now because I didn't, Some you know, sometimes some folks will share and then might need to get off for work or like, or so I wanted to really make sure that we made that prayer right then and that. So thank you for, for being transparent with that, Tanisha. And thank you for sharing because I think that you really opened a door for healing for so many others that might not have had the courage to say that. I might not have had the courage to share that about their personal life. So thank you very much for that bravery because it's from that place that other people find their healing. And even me, myself, I needed to hear that. So thank you very, very much for doing that. And and welcome. I want to say welcome. First two weeks is awesome. Like it, it, every day there's so many talented speakers on Declare Victory. I know you're going to be blessed. And uh, I just want to say we're, we're so blessed to have you. Thank you very much. Um, there was somebody else. I'm sorry. There was somebody else. I hope they didn't forget there's somebody else that said hello at the same time. Hello, I'm Jamila. How are you doing? Um, oh, hey, how are you? Good. Um, I've, it's been a minute since I've been on, and then I seen Dion at a birthday party, and I was like, let me turn on or tune in this morning. And I'm so glad I did. This has just been an amazing, amazing um, share. And so I just wanted to um, say how... Um, give a little testimony of mine. I was, I worked for the church. And so I was at the church and I was working, working, working and, um, full time. And, you know, and so I, I was, I was just going. And then the Lord, um, opened up a way for me to now work from home. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. But, um, (laughs) he, um, took me one morning to not our church but so I dropped my mother off to the church and then I went on the Lord took me to another church and when I went to that church I didn't know why he was sending me there but I was obedient and he um had 
when I got there, they said, well, I, I didn't know what to do. I, I just went and sat where he told me to sit. And then someone came over and asked me a question. Then they brought me up to the front to for their pastor because their church services had ended. And so the pastor started to pray for me. And God um, revealed through him, amen, that I was carrying all of this um, weight on me. Um, and so prayer and just letting that fall off and that release that, um, you know, it's not up to us, you know, it's not on mm-hmm. us, it's his to carry. And if you just relinquish it, oh my goodness, <laughs> there's liberty in, in, in putting, it was like a heavy backpack that just fell off of my, off of me. And so I would just um, want to share that and, and say thank you for um, your message of going deeper and um, always remembering. So when I get to those places where I just, it's not about them, it's about me and going deeper and cleaning that deep, getting deep in there and cleaning that out. Um, that's so important. So I just want to say thank you. That's it. So just so well said. So eloquently put, so straight to the point. Thank you. I, I mean, that is that's exactly the heart of today's message. Is just let God, let God do the heavy lifting. Let God teach you. Let God show you. Let God reveal these areas. And this is the cool thing. He chastises the ones he loves, right? Like he grows. He corrects the ones he loves. And we're we're so. And that's why I wanted to just paint this picture of. There's this over-the-top, like, aggressive, like, we need to change this. We need to create legislation that does this. We need to, it's like, if you know God, trust trust me, if you know God, he's going to take care of his business. God is absolutely about his business. We are his business. Yeah, because he's Our a good father, business. right? He's a great yeah. father. <laughs> amen. So. Amen. Gosh, amen. And. Man, I just, you need to do a declaration about that. You need to, like, we need to, like, get that in the works. Moni, if you're listening, schedule this. Get this ready because it's, like, we need to just, it's trust. It's about trust. And a lot of us don't trust. I, I for one, I'm, I'm going to keep it real. I came from a broken home. I, I didn't know, you know, truthfully, in my early years, I was so protective of myself. Even as a kid, I was so protective. I didn't trust, like, older man, older woman. I was just like, I I would be, I remember being like seven, eight years old. I wouldn't go anywhere with anybody. I just didn't trust people. I didn't know how to trust people because I came from a broken home and I didn't think that anybody could be trusted. I thought any, everybody had ulterior motives. Everybody wanted to hurt you. Everybody wanted to take advantage of you in some way. And I didn't trust. And it's still to this day, even hard for me sometimes to trust God. And I need to just step back and let him trust because my whole life I had this theme of just not trusting anybody. And when you don't trust people, for me, my heart became manipulative and controlling and I became very like, you know, just like, it's just me. I just need to look out for me. It's just, I didn't know how to be intimate with people. I didn't know how to be vulnerable. I didn't know how to like, and because I didn't know how to do that with people, I didn't know how to do that with God. And I didn't know how to love people. I didn't know how to let people love me. Like if somebody gave me a gift or somebody bought me lunch or a coffee or something, I immediately, immediately needed to pay them back. And even now when, like, um, my wife and I have been blessed to, like, 
bless families and like if family needs something, we can give them something or like we, we've always been able to help people like that. Um, if someone is like, oh, I need to pay you back though. I need immediate, I just, in my heart, I like, oh no, you really don't. Don't do this to yourself. Don't do that. Cause if you say that God's going to take you on a path and I'm, I don't tell them, but I'm like, I know in my heart that I got taken through a time where I had nothing. I literally had nothing. I was eating off dollar menu every day cause, and, and scrounging up pennies because I had nothing and I needed to trust God for everything. People would give me food. People would give me groceries. I mean, literally, I had absolutely nothing. I was stripped down to the bare essentials. Absolutely nothing was not making any money. It was not, with even the money I did make, it all went to bills and debt and living and all these different things. And and it was just hard. And I had to learn because I used to be one of those people. If somebody bought me something, I would be like, oh, let me pay you back right away. I need to pay you back. And there's nothing wrong with that. But when it's coming from a place of you don't trust, you don't know how to receive, you don't know how to be vulnerable, you don't know how to do those things you're talking about, like, and just let God be your father, let him be that good father, that's when God might need to take you on a journey. And that's why I'm just like, now, if somebody gives me something, I'm like, I'm just so blessed. I'm like, dude, thank you so much. I needed that. Someone, my wife and I are pregnant, so we're like, people have been giving us, like, all kinds of things, like a crib, we got, like, a Mama we got bassinet we got i mean obviously tons of other things too have been gifted a lot of stuff and we're just like thankful we're not telling people oh well i'll pay you back when we get this or we get that or this and that or whatever we're just like receiving it because we're not depriving them of that blessing and we're not depriving ourselves of not of not having to go through that process you know so yeah you just absolutely absolutely just smack the nail right on the head like that is just so on point god is so capable god is so more than capable and it took me a long time to even begin to walk into that building to, uh, of just trusting him. Cause I did, I was at the door kicking and screaming. So thank you so much for, for touching on that. Just so blessed by that perspective. I'm super blessed by that perspective. Thank you for sharing that. Um, there was somebody else. There was someone else that had something. Um, who was it? <laughs> Hi, Pastor Moses. Hey, how are you? Hey, I'm Gloria. Good. Hey, I've been running in and out. Well, doing stuff. <laughs> I, was but say, yeah. <laughs> I listened to um, um your declaration and I've been really blessed by it. And so I, I'm in this season where that is a lot of you know, being a giver and not being <clears throat> or not um being comfortable with receiving and the major, one of the major things that God's working with me on now, what was, what was on my heart as you were ministering, and I was able to hear what I did get to hear. Um, I'm, I'm before the Lord about. I don't want to. I've been. He, he blesses me. He's blessed me to be in leadership and to work with leaders and to help plant and build ministries. And so the last two that he had me on, I was with, there were male senior pastors, and as the Lord was blessing me to um, receive, you know, the Holy Spirit and the walking gift, the, there was a, there was a, uh, the pastors were not receptive of it, and so, um, in both instances, the first instance I was there, 30 years, 
And the next time I was there, I was I, I was there. I, I I did what I felt I was led to do by the Holy Spirit. As far as nothing out of nothing in being dishonorable or disrespectful to the ministry or do, going against what the pastor said to do, but leading the women's ministry, you know, in in the Holy Spirit said prayer tongues with when I was praying for the women, I did that that sort of thing. So. Long story short, I, I came away from both of the ministries with some some um, hurt, but I don't put that on the church. I, I I say, you know, I understand now, and even it's it's put even more clear to me that there's some work that God is doing on my heart, and for me to be able to receive what He gives to me. And whatever other people's reception of it is, you know, as long as I'm doing it out of out of out of being led by the spirit and with a pure heart, they're not to be hurt. Even when the um as I I I give that I, I don't I allow myself to become so like I'm being used or manipulated, if that makes any mm. sense. Yeah, absolutely. So and I don't want to I don't want to carry that. I need to, I'm, and I'm praying and I'm trusting God to heal me of that and to allow me to continue to be open to be used because I had actually, um, I stopped going to church. And um, I have a, a, one of my, my mentors, I've been talking to her. And so now I'm going to her church where she is, um, she sits, and we've known each other for years and years and years, and she's open to what, what, you know, to have me to, to, to work in ministry. But I don't want this. I'm supposed to get out of the lesson. I need to get it and, and it be done, if that makes any sense to you. I know I'm kind of yeah. scattered in what I'm saying, but, like, going to our church, it's, a, it's an hour away from where I live at. Which I don't mind doing it. I, I hesitated going for like six months before I um started going when I said I wasn't going to church. I sat at home uh, and just was like uh, I trust. I wasn't trusting to go to any of the ministries that were were near or closer to where I lived because I knew a lot of them, a lot of the leadership, and I knew you know too much about mm. the leadership. So mm. anyway, anyway, I yeah, am. No, thank, thank I'm sorry about that. Sorry, I mean to cut you off. That's all right. I'm sorry. Like I said, I was trying to get in out of the, we got a hundred, a close to a hundred degree weather. <laughs> yeah. I'm settled now. I'm sorry. Yeah, same here. But that's, uh, Arizona, we got, it's already yeah. seven or something like that right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, no, two things from that. First of all, thank you. Absolutely, thank you for for sharing that. Um, two things I have. One, what I do, and I recently experienced this. And man, let me tell you, I experienced this recently in one of the most probably just worst ways. Like I had um, um, just like a music contract situation come up, and 
I was dealing with like really, really big lawyers and like in the music industry and like they were just, it was terrifying for me. And like I was getting scared and the, how complex the contract was and everything. I had a fear of man and I didn't know how to say no. I didn't know how to mm. just stand up for myself and say no. And God was using that opportunity and very many others in the past mm. to teach me how to stand up and say no. And mm -hmm. it scared me and terrified me to where I was just not eating. I was just nervous. And I talked about this in a couple of declarations over the last month. And um, I was just so scared. But what I needed to do is I needed, like I said today, I needed to remain teachable in all situations and ask God, God, what are you trying to teach me in this situation? And what is it preparing me for? I have never in my life got so many prophetic words in a short amount of time from random people, from people who I hadn't even talked to in a while, from family, from friends, in regards to a situation like I did in that situation. And God really spoke and he really used it. And it really prepared me for my career and it really prepared me for more music contracts and more and how to like feel confident and understand and, and all these kinds of things. So the very first thing I would say is God is absolutely eager to answer that question. 100% he's eager to answer the question of, God, what are you trying to teach me through that situation? Why am I experiencing it? Why do I continue to experience it? Because he cares about showing us. He cares about revealing. Because this situation is going to reveal his mm -hmm. character. So the second thing is this, and this goes out to everybody. Um, this is to everyone. There's two types of, there's two types of leaders that will, will lead a church. Okay? There's, a prophet will, will generate vision from God. God will give a prophet vision for a church, and that vision is is then enforced and laid out in a practical manner Hello? by a pastor. And so what happens? Turn the TV down. And so what happens is that a pa like I said, so a pastor will enforce that vision, lay out that vision, a practical, a practical, uh, um, you know, step by step for for laying out that vision. Okay, and and so. A lot of times, and this is this is for all the prophets listening right now, and, and I know there's 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 a ton listening that have that calling on their life, okay, and, and calling on your life. Whoever's listening, okay, I want to let you know that you will not always be received. You are not always gonna your vision is not always gonna get received, but it's not. And, and we're gonna go into this with the prophetic class that I'm teaching in in a couple of weeks. Um, we're gonna be doing an eight week uh, prophetic course, okay, starting in. Uh, hopefully we get that started in September, still just hammering out some details and curriculum and all that. But we're going to cover this in that too. But I want to say this in, as an advance to everybody who has a prophetic anointing and mantle over them, or if you are actually called to be a prophet, you wake up and go to sleep in it, and that, that is just what you, that is what God has created you to be. Your vision will not always be received. And your vision is not going to always be received because when you prophesy to people when you're a prophet and you live in it and your job is to give vision to a church and direction to a church you are showing god's love to people and like i said some people don't know how to trust love even when it comes from god because if you have somebody that can hear directly from god that is a huge responsibility now they need to cultivate you they need to take care of and uh, cultivate and facilitate the words that you get and some people don't know how to receive love so they're not going to know how to receive you because if you are a prophet, you absolutely are speaking God's love, his vision, his direction, his correction, his guidance, his edification to people. And here's the here's cold, hard truth. A pastor is no different. A pastor is going to not be able, a pastor, just like some other people, will not be able to receive that, whether it's through pride, whether it's through arrogance, whether it's through pain, 
whether it's through they've been hurt by another prophetic word in the past, whether they just didn't know, they didn't have a father in their life. They don't know how to trust love from a loving father. You will be dealing in situations where sometimes people do not know how to cultivate a vision from God. But here's the thing, and I'm going to teach this, and we're going to cover prophetic responsibility in that class. And one of the things is that when you have delivered a word, it is no longer your responsibility. When FedEx and Amazon drop off that package at somebody's house and they sign off and they take a picture and show, hey, I delivered it, they're not responsible for that package anymore. They were responsible to get that package to the doorstep, but it is not their job to make the person open that package and then use it and then teach him how to use it. We're buying all kinds of baby stuff. The Amazon guy is not coming in here being like, hey, it looks like you guys are having a girl. So here's uh, – this is a uh, – you know, uh, this is a bassinet, and this is a this is a swing. This is a playpen. He's not going to come in and teach us how to do that because that's not his part of the vision. His vision is just to deliver the object, and that's where we have to um, in our dealing with other people. That's why I said it comes back to us. Are we in control? Do we need to make sure that they enforce it? Do we need to, you know, teach them that? Do we have a control thing going on? Do we do we need? No, we don't need to do that. We just need to trust that God used us to get the message out there. It's up to them. It's on them now. But before you deliver that message, it's on you. That message is your responsibility. That Amazon guy is absolutely responsible for that package if it gets lost in transit to its destination. So you are only responsible for that message while it is in transit to leadership. And what that means is us praying on it, us hearing from God, us taking it through the scriptural filters, us taking it through what, it, what are you trying to say, God? How do I teach this, Lord? How do I deliver this message? That's what we're responsible for. And those are the biggest two things I want to say because I know that there are people who have a prophetic calling on their life and who, who are called to be prophets that are listening right now on this call right now. And you've been going through it for 20 years. And I'm going to tell you this right now, your training for that is never going to end. You know, it's never going to end. You're always going to be, te- you're always going to be taught in that job because it's, it's a constantly changing job. So, um, you know, that, that's just something to take, those two things. People don't know how to receive love, even leadership, and prophetic people convey God's love. So prophetic people just get used to rejection. You're going to have to get used to it sometimes because it's not about that. It's about you loving people through their insecurities. That's what it's truly about. And it's about delivering God's message. You're not the one that has to enforce it. You don't have to do it. It's going to be hard sometimes. You're going to have people that reject you. And, and trust me, I've cried sometimes wondering why does this why does this pastor why does this leader not receive me why are they not why did they, why did they just reject me they don't want a friendship they don't want anything to do with me it's not you they just don't know how to receive god's love i'm telling you you have to like not make it about you and i know it sounds crazy sometimes you know we have but we have to step out of that out of that and i'm telling you there's so much freedom that comes when we step out of it and we just let god take over that so the and i just i hope that encourages of the prophetic leaders here and, and, and the prophetic leadership and, and those people like that have that if you're serving leaders and pastors and and you're what you're going to be, you know, we're absolutely going to be. I hope that encourages you. I don't want to digress too much, but I mean I could talk about that all month. But um yeah, I just I, I just want to encourage you guys, everybody. I want to encourage you with that. Um was there somebody else too? I'm I'm sorry, I'm so like my I don't know where my mind's at today. I keep forgetting. Was there somebody else that had something to share? Hi, Moses. It's Moni. Oh, hey. Hello. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Well, that last comment that you had, that's a whole other declaration. Um, <laughs> I, I, um, you said so much that I, I, I could comment on so many different things that you went through today. 
So thank you for, for bringing all that up. I will pick one thing to comment on, and that is, um, you know, and I could speak to this because I truly walk this. I mean, I, um, now, now in my life, I hear, uh, I, I mean, I, um, I always go to God and say, what are you trying to teach me in this? What are you trying to teach me with that person? Or what are you trying to teach me with this situation? Now I, I ask that, but I was not always like that before. Um, I, especially um, in the workplace, I would go from job to job to job to job, from people to people to people to people, going through the same thing over and over. And I really couldn't understand why does this keep circling back around to me? I left that company. I got out of that, that one boss's, um, you know, uh, way I got out of her life. Why does it keep coming back to me? And I couldn't figure it out. And I would, and I never went to God for, you know, for situations like, like that. I was always into praying, Oh God, protect me. Oh God, cover me. Oh God, hide me. God, make me invisible. You know, and I wasn't really, I wasn't really, um, trusting the Lord and surrendering, you know, in situations where he wanted to teach me something, you know, I was running from it and hiding and, and making him just, just please God, take it away from me. God, please get this mean boss away from me. But later on, as I started to grow in the Lord, I started to realize that, Hey, this is a, te this is a teachable moment. I need to be proactive and seek God in, in situations, in all situations. Um, um, and not be reactive. I want to be proactive and really go to him and say, okay, God, God, if you're taking me to that job, God, you know, my first day is going to be Monday. God, let me just jump in, you know, jump in feet first and just start working, you know, just start, um, start cleaning house for you, start really doing it for you. Because I see that God works in me in a lot of places in the workplace always in the workplace and my refuge is at home and my challenges are outside of the home and so i'm dealing with the world and so as i'm growing in the lord i'm going more to him now saying what do you want to teach me with this person god am i supposed to prophesy life over that one and and then that with the ability to discern it's it's just a blessed life if you got that if you can surrender and you can trust god and then and then discern at the same time that is a blessing and that is a blessing like i can't even say how much that's a blessing because god's not only giving you the tools you're you're able to surrender to him i mean it's it, life gets better it really truly does i hope i'm making sense but yeah it really absolutely. You, you really touched me when you said you know that you know what what can i learn through this god what am i trying to learn through this because i say that now you know i say that now and Everywhere I go, I know that even if I see somebody in a store, even if I go to the gas station real quick at 10 o'clock at night to put gas and I encounter somebody, maybe somebody walks by me, it was not coincidental. I have a responsibility to even stretch my hand out, speak life to them, even strangers in the store, you know, and so, so, um, um, nothing is coincidental. I thank God today. And I, I always try to ask him and not only for myself, but for other people, you know, what are you trying to teach them in it? So I can pray for them through it. Sometimes there's people in my family that are going through something. I'm like, God, what are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? If he's not answering me. Then I just have to keep praying for that person. He, does that, he tells me exactly what it is. And then I know how to pray. But in any case, I'm rambling on. Thank you for your message today. I love you. Thank you so much. And, and thank you for just blessing us. And you really bring it because I know that you sit down and you seek the Lord. You open up your ear and you put it to heaven and you say, God, what, what can I feed your people today? And I thank you for feeding us today, Moses, because it was a good breakfast. 
Cool. Speaking of breakfast, I'm going to close out in prayer. But can I I'm, real quick? No, I'm just gonna, can I, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Can I real, real yeah. quick? Um, that that was great, Moni, what you just said. I was debating on whether to say something real quick because i got to hop off too. But I, it just what reminded me when the first young lady, after you spoke, Tanisha, when she spoke, and the prayer was prayed, and then the next lady came in and spoke. And now what um, Moni just said is the, the, the importance of the, the process and understanding that, yes, it's in God's hand, but we have a responsibility to do the work of being in relationship. And I, I know that people are on different walks in their in their process, so particularly for people who are uh, new or coming back to the process or may need reminding that we have a responsibility. God can only do through us what we allow and are open to allow him to do. Not to say that he is not going to work it out, but in terms of our role in processing it and how we're involved, and it reminds me of when I first joined the call about a year and a half ago, there was a lot of talk about process. And I think that that's really important, especially for people who are 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 new in, in the walk of understanding that you have work to do. We have work to do. We have a role to play. It's not just about having faith is a huge part of it, but if we don't do the work, if we don't get in position and be in relationship with God, then we miss out. And I love what Moni said about how when you get to that point where you're discerning what God is saying, how 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 beautiful it is. And um, it's just it's just wonderful to hear people talk about who 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 have done the work and are doing the work and have have seen the the manifestation of of, of that work. So just wanted to say that real quick. And I love this call. It's great. It's wonderful. Have a blessed day, everyone. I'm going on mute. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I really couldn't. I couldn't agree more. I and that's why this actually really leads well from. Also, if we can have everybody check their line uh, to make sure that you're muted because we're getting a lot of background noise and there's a lot of shuffling, or it's a dance competition or a break dance competition or something. It sounds like. Um, so if everybody could just look down, it's like closing car doors. Thank you. I appreciate it. So we. This is why that's huge. That's huge to close out on that as well is because. We talk, I talked about last week about conditioning your, your thoughts and the way you're thinking as you approach these things. And that's, that's a huge aspect of us taking accountability and responsibility for the growth that we know. And that's why we, we have to temper it, right? And I talked about tempering things because, yeah, absolutely, it's great to have the faith. It's great to understand, like, yes, God's going to step in. God's going to do this. And there's always, like, two camps within church for, for any, anything. There's always two camps in, in every, every, for everything. You know, so here, here's the, the point of that is that, yeah, we do have faith in God is the one who does it. We step back and all that. But it is it, our part to play in that is to always understand what God's speaking about our identity, always spending time with God. Sometimes we need to go deeper. It's about facilitating relationships. So God speaks to us so we know what we need to do. So if God's telling us, hey, you don't have to fear in that situation because I'm going to do X, Y, Z, or I'm going to do this in that situation. So we can then stand in that situation and know, you know what? I'm not going to go do this. I'm not going to go hire this. I'm not going to go do that. I'm going to trust God because I know that God told me to do this in that situation. And then we just trust him to do it. And that's how we marry the two. There's a part that we're responsible to facilitate. And then there's a part where we just have to sit back and trust God to do it. So I'm really happy that we were able to temper that today and reconcile those two, those two um, ideologies. Yeah. So, so thank you guys. Um, I'm going to pray out. I wish it was quieter. I know we got some sound coming in. Um, I don't know, maybe if the team, if you guys could find that line and mute that, um, just so we can close out in prayer at least. I, I really would. I really want to uh, 
um, just pray this out because this is so important to my heart. And, and this is so important to me because I see how important this is to everybody else. And I just want to let you guys know that God is absolutely hearing. Um, he's absolutely tracking with what you're going through. You're not alone in this. And, and, and this is all to equip you. And I want everybody to walk away from this encouraged. If you could hear me, I want you to know that um, God is equipping you because you have a purpose. God is, and I know that sounds so cliche. You can walk into any church on any Sunday morning and be like, God has a purpose for your life and there's a calling. But, but this, is, this is the thing. It's, it's true. And, and it's more powerful than however many times you've even heard it. Okay, and I want you to walk away today from this. I want you to walk away knowing that your purpose is so unique and it's so unique to you and it's everything you've desired. It's everything that's in your heart. It's, you just feel, you know that God gives you vision for a church or for a ministry. You know that God gave you the ability to speak on a pulpit. You know that God gave you the ability to reach the community. You know that nobody can do admin work the way you can do admin work. You can organize 50 people and you can get 50 people on the same page. You know it. And God has called you to utilize those gifts and utilize that. So don't get discouraged as you're going through these things because he's just equipping you. Continue to be teachable, and I promise you, you're going to leave such a legacy, such a mark on this planet that there's going, they're going to, it's just going to just resonate through diff- different generations. And I trust and believe in that. So I'm going to pray. Again, real quick before I pray, if you could just please check your line and, and mute your line. We're getting a lot of background noise right now. Um, Where is the mom? So yeah. I'm just going to close out. So, Father, I just thank you. I want to praise you, Lord, that you're correcting us. Lord, I want to praise you that you're teaching us, Lord. I want to praise you for the noise, Lord, because it's it's just it's noise just like the world, Lord, just like the things that tell us that we can't do it, just like the voices inside our own head that say that you're not good enough. Lord, we are good enough. Lord, we, have been, we are more than conquerors, Lord. We are going to make it, Lord. And I just thank you. I praise you. Father, I praise you that we're going to utilize and transform every single one of these learning experiences into glory for the kingdom, into expansion for the kingdom, Lord. I praise you for your character. I thank you for who you are, Lord. And I just want to thank you for just always using each one of us in these services, Lord, always using each one of us in this community, Lord. I thank you for the joy that you're giving us in our process as we're battling these things that have have held us down for so many years. I just thank you for that, Lord, and, and I praise you. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, everybody, for for sticking around. I know we went late today in both the discussion and the service, but everyone, you're dismissed. Thank you, guys. Call in again tomorrow. Invite a friend. Six o'clock, okay? All right, everyone, have a good week. Amen. All right, thank you. Love y'all. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a wonderful week. God bless. Have a wonderful week, everybody.
strong in the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Declare victory. 